Before we get started today, I just want to remind you that we're in the middle of our annual raffle, and tickets are just $50, and it really helps support all the wonderful work that we're doing. If you buy a ticket today, I'll send you a personal thank you letter and a little gift. It's really easy. Just go to www.ndgraffle.com. That's ndgraffle.com. I'll be ever so grateful to you. Now let's get started. Hi, everyone. I'm Rabbi Yisrael Bernath, and welcome to Kabbalah for Everyone. Today, we are going to continue this deep dive into the godly soul. And I have a third and a final analogy we're going to look at in order to deepen our understanding of the nature of the godly soul. And that analogy is of the parent and the child. There's a deep essence level connection between a parent and a child that isn't dependent on any external reason, that isn't dependent on any external cause. Ideally, a father doesn't love his son only because he's successful. And he doesn't love one of his children more than the other children because of their academic achievement, for example. But the father's love is the same for all the children because, and according to Kabbalah, it flows from the very fact that they, that the children come from his essence. Even in less than ideal situations, where there are difficulties, where there are struggles in the parent-child relationship, there still remains a connection and one that we can't really explain between the parent and the child. But there are differences regarding the more external feelings of pleasure, the feelings of satisfaction that the father derives from his children. For example, a father gets great pleasure when he sees his son following in his footsteps. And, and the opposite is also true, that when the child doesn't follow in the footsteps of the father, the father gets displeasure. But while the mood of the father is affected by the child's choices, by the child's decisions. This is only a reflection of the external dimension of their relationship. The internal love, the internal connection between the father and the child remains the same no matter what the child does. So we see that the external and internal difference even more clearly in a situation where let's say the father's son has been taken captive. The father doesn't want his son back because the child is the most successful of all their children. He simply wants his son back at whatever cost because it's his son. It doesn't even matter how this particular child may or may not behave in the future. It's an essence connection. There's no way to truly explain it because the situation, it really brings out a deep, essential connection that is shared between the father and the son. And that connection transcends all of the external characteristics of their relationship. Now, God's connection 
with the godly soul is similar. God's connection with the godly soul is like this connection that the father has with the child that's taken captive. It's a deep, it's a core essence bond. And while it's true that this fact is not always consciously seen, it's not always consciously felt, but just as a father's love for his son is not always openly expressed internally, there's no question about it. It's always there. So I think this allows us to better understand the nature and the character of the godly soul, also known as the divine soul or the second soul. Our godly souls make us all God's children. It says in Deuteronomy and Devarim, chapter 14, you are the children of the Lord your God. What does that mean? You are the children. As a result, all of us being maminim b'nei maminim, being believers, the children of believers, no one can take that away from us. No matter what happens in the world, no one can take that away from us. And even when we speak or we act inappropriately, deep inside, we are able to still remain connected to God. That's why no matter how far off the beaten track or off you want to call the path we go, it doesn't matter. We have that intrinsic connection. The only question is how deeply buried that interconnection is. And this is also why there have been many cases throughout history when people, Jews, let's say, since I know, you know Jewish history, Jews suddenly experienced um, an awakening or, or great longing for God that was not connected to learning, that was not connected to an increased understanding. So if our relationship with God was based only on logic, if our relationship with God was based only on intellect, if we loved him, we were connected to him only because it makes sense, then we drop it as soon as we felt that it wasn't right for us, as soon as it no longer made sense. But the bond, that bond with God is an essence level bond. And so it can never be broken no matter what we do. And for that matter, no matter what God does. So beyond what we learn from this existential bond that a parent and a child ideally share, Let's take a look at the way the child comes into being. And Kabbalah talks about this in detail, that the process of bringing a child into the world begins in the thoughts of the parents. The first thought travels down the spine of the father. It's incorporated into the semen which is then transferred into the mother for fertilization. And this thought is now transformed into the embryo that develops and matures in the mother's womb. And after months of development, the fetus becomes a viable life and is born. And I think this demonstrates how the source and the root from which a child is derived 
even physically speaking, in the mind of the parent, and even more after the baby is born, the child's mind is the main organ that controls the entire body, that controls everything the child feels, everything the child thinks, every move the child makes. All the organs of this child's body are functioning due to the brain. That's the power the brain has. And think about how that comes from a little thought. Every part of the body receives its energy. Every part of the body receives its life force from the brain. So since every part of a child's body is connected to the brain and the child's brain is that organ that most closely resembles its original source, which is the parent's brain, the entire body of the child through the brain remains connected to its source in the parent's brain. That is exactly the perfect analogy for the godly soul. Think about it that way. Think about it in that analogy that our godly soul comes from, let's say, the brain of God. So that initial spark still is directly connected at all times with God's, so to, so to speak, in the analogy, God's brain. And so therefore, we, so we understand, I think, in great detail now, through these three sessions that we've had, how our godly soul is directly connected to God. It's continuously connected to God. And there's nothing we can do, no matter what we do, no matter how much we try to ignore it, no matter how much we try to, to say that it doesn't exist, it will always be there because the same way that we can't divorce ourselves from our parents, no matter how much we try, we can't divorce ourselves from God. The same way there's a piece of our parents within us, that the DNA for, for us being created came from our parents, the same is true with God, that we have a spiritual DNA, what we call a godly soul that comes from God. And that's my thought for today. Um, we'll continue this. We have a lot more to talk about. I think even a little more on the godly soul um, that I'd like to talk about in the next lesson. So with that, I will see you soon. Have a fantastic day.